my darling friends. How are you? I've missed you. I think about you all the time, constantly. You're always on my mind. You're always on my mind. I only know that song from Practical Magic. What a great movie that was. Um, yeah, you are always on my mind. You know, I'm always thinking, like, what kind of content do they want to hear? What's the best podcast I can put out? How do I inspire these people or make them laugh or just, you know, make them perhaps not think about their day and just distract them? I'm being serious. I know it's corny, but I do think about you guys constantly. But before I get into it, this podcast, this episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, StoryWorth, and Third Love all awesome companies and products I love and use, and I'm going to tell you about them later. Give you a little discount code. Get up in there. Get excited. Better your life. Or just get things that you like. I don't know. It's good stuff. Actually, you know, they're all helpful things. Um, yeah, I am in a great mood. I My week started off really good because... I I went so on Sundays. If if you've been listening to this podcast since like last summer, I uh I've casually mentioned it a few times that I did a little personal growth work over the summer. Nothing like woo-woo-y or weird, but just like I'd never really gone to therapy or took a break, and I did that last summer. And um I'm allowed to now uh where the therapy place I went that I can go back on Sundays for like uh you know, like a, like a free session because I put in the time. And so I decided to go this Sunday and I got to go as much as possible when I'm not traveling. But I went this Sunday, I drove out to Malibu I uh, and saw a lot of friends and, and just reconnected with just what's kind of important and, and how not to sweat the small stuff and make them so much bigger than they are. And it really was such a, it was one of my favorite Sundays I've had in a really long time. And, and it just, there's so much, there's so much that I learned from that whole experience. And then also just when I go and I reconnect with it, that like, there's a way to go through life. And even if you don't necessarily, let's say you don't believe in the law of attraction or you don't believe in, you know, any of that stuff, uh, or it's just like woo wooey to you. I guarantee if you made effort to live your life with a little bit more ease and 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 put but with putting intention out there, you would feel a hell of a lot better. Like even if the the bare minimum reason that you want to try to better yourself and live like this is just to feel better, I don't see why not. So, yeah, I I I like I was I was struggling with uh kind of like a personal thing with a person that was bothering me and the uh my little oh my favorite joey he was my hypnotherapist that was on the podcast he talked me through and this is really important so let's say listeners you have someone in your life that is just they are you feel like they're a threat to you or they're hurting your feelings or they are they've done something or they're just bugging you there's a trick you can do that you you kind of just close your eyes and you envision that situation, right? And and you and you kind of talk yourself through a few things of like, all right, does this does this person have a right to act that way if they want? Sure. Does this situation have a right to be? Yeah. Because anytime you try to be like, no, I hate this, it's like you're just tensing yourself up. It's like you can't fight reality, you know, and you can't control people. So it's kind of just like, okay, does this have a right to be? Can I let it sort of process through me? Okay, cool. All right, breathing through it instead of just like tensing up. It's so bizarre and crazy that we just forget that like, oh, taking three deep breaths can really uh, take your anxiety from a 10 to a two pretty quickly. Um, and then just like, and then he'll say like, okay, so picture the situation and like, you have it in your mind. Cool. And he's like, now shrink it down, shrink it down, like physically shrink like the vision of the person or the situation down, 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 down until they're, you know, the size of an ant, right? And then just picture them like, you know, ants just run into things and scurry around or whatever. Just picture them kind of as, as just a small little thing. And he goes, don't step on them. He goes, just step over it. Just step over. Like if you just visually mind and then you just step over it, 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 it's like a weird visualization of like, oh, it doesn't matter. It, it absolutely doesn't matter. 
all I can control is myself and it really doesn't matter. And I don't know. I just feel, and, and we, I also did a lot of things where, and I was talking about, like, I have some really cool opportunities coming up and I was explaining to him like that I, I was feeling more stressed. Uh, I was excited, but more stressed where it's like, a lot of times I feel like our body associates, um, uh, like tension and stress with, oh, I must be working hard, but that's like the worst way to operate life and work. Like what state do you think you're more, uh, likely to be successful or attract what you want in life? Like a relaxed state where you're just working and processing or whatever, or just like a tension, like, I don't know. And your brain's all confused. Probably the more relaxed one. Um, and so I was kind of just working through that and I was like, oh yeah, like I don't need to associate stress and pain with success. Like you can be relaxed and go and take an hour and a half walk if that's what clears your head and makes you, you know, that's usually what I do. Um, yeah, it's cool. And there's so many like examples of, of this kind of thing and like the whole intention thing. Like I'm sure you guys have heard the Jim Carrey thing where he wrote himself a $10 million check and, uh, but most people just think like, oh, he wrote himself a $10 million check and then just kind of visualize that would happen and then let it go. No, he like visualize this stuff every single day. And I, I actually do this a lot. So what he would do is for years, like back in the eighties when he had no money, he would drive up to like, and he would do it like every day. He would drive up to the top of Mulholland drive and he would picture the people in the houses and he would picture like himself being in those houses. And then he would visualize like directors and producers and other actors saying to him like, Hey, yeah, I want to work with you. You're doing great. He would picture himself being in that situation as if it really had happened and you know and then he would he would drive home and he would say to himself basically like I may not have a hold of these things yet but I know I will have them and they are out there and it's like it doesn't just because you don't have something right away doesn't mean you're not going to listen there's in a world of infinite possibilities like anyone can have anything there are you know bigger dummies than you that have made anything happen and so I think about this stuff a lot like I go on walks through like nice neighborhoods and places that I would like to live and I think about like oh what house would I like oh I think I'd like that one or I can see myself being here or I will picture myself on the set of a movie I wrote uh, and I'm hopefully acting and or whatever and like I, I picture myself watching the dailies like that's like the whatever you shot of the day you know then you watch them I picture myself like just like high-fiving other people on set like that was great like I can see it as if it's really happening And even if, again, even if you think it's crazy or, or like, oh, I don't deserve the half of those things or I don't, it's like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather just have the positive expectancy that that could happen and just feel good as opposed to hate everything that's going on in your life right now? I don't know. This is like a very random long tangent, but just listen, this is, this is Rachel O'Brien's podcast. So Rachel O'Brien's going to talk about what she wants to talk about. And that's just how I'm feeling. And I want anyone who's perhaps struggling or, you know, forgets these things to feel better. That's the plan guys. Um, other quick side note before we get to the podcast. Um, I'm the proud over proud owner of a taser now. Um, yeah, I got a taser. I got a little purple taser. Got my mace and my taser. So I look crazy AF when I'm out on my walks. And um, I feel so much safer. I also have like a little keychain because I lost my other pocket knife. I have a little key one that attaches. I'm like, no one's going to mess with me. I look insane. I have all this stuff like strapped to me. And uh, I feel a little bit weird about the taser part though. Like that's not a normal thing. And I posted on Instagram yesterday and someone was like, isn't that illegal? And uh, it's not in the state of California. So if you see me out on a walk, I am not to be messed with people. I read an article because I was trying to find like the best self-defense tools for if you're like walking or jogging alone. And this girl said that she is, there's a, there's a woman in her neighborhood who literally runs, goes on runs with a hammer in one of her hands. And she's like, no one's going to mess with that lady because she just looks fucking crazy. And I think, frankly, the crazier the better. When I didn't have my little weapons, I brought a pair of kitchen scissors with me. Yes, I did. I felt good about it in case someone came to attack me. I don't care how crazy I look. So yeah, I have a taser. I'm the proud owner of a taser. I should join the police force if comedy stops working out. But it seems to be doing just fine. Um, Guys, thank you for listening to the podcast, as always. Uh, I always forget to say this, but 
if you could, I'd love you forever. Not that I don't already. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast five stars. It just helps to keep it going. And um, DM me on Instagram, Rachel and O'Brien, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Any cities you want me to come to to do the stand-up or the live podcast thing. And tag me in your Insta stories when you're listening to the podcast. Like, are you driving? Are you at work? Are you cooking? Are you uh, fleeing the country? Whatever, you know? Are you on a walk with a taser? Are you currently tasing someone? Probably don't take a screenshot then. Unless you want to give me a how-to guide because I'm not really sure how to use it. And I'm very nervous to do like a test thing because I actually, <laughs> when I was little, I accidentally basically maced myself because we had mace in the house. And I was like, I wonder what the hell, what this is like. And I was like in a small confined area and just like spraying it around. And I was like, oh my God. So I probably shouldn't try the taser out by myself. But you know, who knows? I'm usually one that likes to learn after the mistake. So yeah. All right. So podcast today. I have a Vanderpump Rules castmate that I have not had on the podcast before. You know him as Peter Sir Manager. He's been the manager of Lisa Vanderpump Sir for over a decade. He had famously had a fling with Stasi a long time ago. He, you know, he's been around since the beginning of the show. Uh, he's a sweet guy. He's an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, you're going to get to know him better. Like, I talk to Peter a lot when we're out in social settings, but not this in-depth. And it was fun and interesting. And he spills some secrets and some drama that I had never heard before. So, yeah, without further ado, give it up for Peter Madrigal. Peter! Oh, oh Jesus. Thank you for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. This is the first time you've ever been in my apartment, and you yes. just took your shoes right off. I did. Just made but yourself But it does, if, it feel, like I think I told you, it feels like Diana and Monica's apartment. So if Diana and Monica are listening to this podcast, they're two of the other managers. It's her. I was going to say, <laughs> I want to explain who they are. <laughs> they're two of the other managers. Diana and Monica. Diana and I were bussers together at Sir and then became managers together. You went straight from busser to manager? No. It was a long process. Oh, okay. But, but... So Diana and I, we were working. To, we we worked as bussers together uh-huh. back in 2008, and then we became managers together back I in 2010. Diana. We went to um, uh, uh, Copenhagen and Paris together. Oh, no, no, yeah, she, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, sorry, she just met us in Paris. Okay. Yeah, she replaced gotcha. Kristen when Kristen had a meltdown. <laughs> do you know about that? I do know about that. Oh, uh, oh, it's Kristen. always Kristen having the meltdown. But yeah, you're you're. Apartment. It's funny how all these apartments all look the same to me because they have the same layout. I bet your bedroom is that way, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, where so, else would it be? There's only one other. Well, ed- no, it could ed- be ed- over ed- here. Oh, that's true. Good point. Good point. Fair enough. But all the layouts. I mean, it's like the. It was the same architect that designed this building and another and Diana's building and Monica's building because you walk in and you got the living room first and then you get the dining room right there and then you got the kitchen like that and then you get the. The, the the bathroom is straight ahead that way, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the, the bedroom is that way, yeah. right? Yep, yep, yep. It was yep. probably just a popular layout in the... F- I do have no idea when this was built. No idea. You know what's funny about this? This looks like it was built in the 50s. That, w- that was going to be my guess, but I have no idea. Renovated, of course. But then Monica's looks like it was built in the 2000s, and Diana's looks like, like it was built in the 90s, maybe 2000s. Okay, so we got it. We're going. Yeah. Broad so, so this guy here. who probably built these, designed them, he probably was working for the past 80 years. It's not the same guy. I doubt it. <laughs> Highly doubt it. His oh, he's <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm just gonna do the same thing, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I'm just gonna be willing to bet that most people just aren't that creative and, and uh, just okay, copy we off lay each out other. like this. Yeah, exactly. 100%. No, I but don't this think podcast, so. <laughs> this is about you, Peter. This is where we ask you questions about oh, yourself. Okay, sure. You, are you into it? Yeah, I'm always into asking me questions about myself. So I feel so like... So I can talk about myself. Do you do a lot of podcasts? Eh. No? Not really? Yes. Okay. That's a no and a yes. Okay. I do them... Um, actually, get- I've been on fire lately. I've, I, I, I'm doing yours and then and then we'll go, go backwards. I did Deanna, uh-huh. Deanna's podcast. And then I did... Um, the another a Vanderpump podcast uh, oh, okay. uh, from some ladies in uh, Orange County. And then I did uh, Susan Olson's, uh, you know, Susan Olson. I don't think so. Cindy Brady. Oh, yeah. So, like actually Cindy Brady. Yeah. The, the Cindy, the actress who plays Cindy Brady. Oh my God. So I did her uh, radio show a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Um, well, I hope I don't cover the same topics, but I don't really care because we probably have different listeners. Eh, you know, what I mean? you, know you have overlap. Oh, well, you don't know that. Maybe. Maybe with Diana. 
Okay, so Wait, maybe with Deanna. Deanna, not Deanna. Diana. It's Deanna. You say Diana, and I'm thinking, Sir Diana. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You I say Deanna, and I'm like thinking vulgar Deanna. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean Deanna. Okay. I love her. She's adorable. She sure. was a guest of mine recently. Um, okay, so okay, okay, so you were a busser at Sir in yes. 2008. Yes. And then you. So how long had you been working there before the show started? Uh, well the show started in 2011. 11, okay. So and you could do the math, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so for you, were you like, when they first came in and like started like kind of pitching the show to you guys, were you like, no, I'm not into this? Or were you all in? I was all in. Really? I was. It was um, myself, Stassi. Uh, Chris, actually, the ones that you saw originally on the show, we were all in. Yeah. Like automatically. Everyone wanted. No, no one was like questioning, like, oh, I want to be an. You, no, no, you no, moved no. here to be an actor, I assume. I, yeah, I moved here to be an actor, but then I found out in 2010 after I did a little short film, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> bottom of the bottle. If you if you Google or you put that onto YouTube, I 100% you're gonna would find be doing it. That. You're gonna be like, oh, oh, Peter, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're going to find it. You're going to find out that I can't act to save my life. So, yeah, I dropped the acting thing like, you know, about a year and a half before we actually started filming. Really? Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. So you were all in. You were not like nervous Yeah, because I, I, knew, I knew that I was like, well, no. I mean, th- who says that I wasn't, I wasn't nervous? I was nervous. I yeah. mean, like in season one, I look back at myself. I was like a deer in the headlights, you know. But then again, you know, back when I was in my late 20s, I didn't really know myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Weird to grow up on a show like that. Well, I mean, I grew up at Sir pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. like I matured. I mean, I, yeah, I matured mm-hmm. at Sir. I became a man, like, you know, just like working there and understanding the value of a hard day's work, you know, Mm -hmm. and it really transformed me into the individual I am today. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I made some boneheaded, stupid decisions when I was younger. Oh, you know, give me, give me me one of them. Oh, missing a manager meeting. Um, it's not that bad. Is it? Oh yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I don't know. Missing a manager meeting, manager of a restaurant, but missing a manager meeting, not being, uh, you know, uh, 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 not being, um, not being very managerial with certain employees, like dating uh, you know. some of the employees. No, no, I never, I didn't, I didn't date anybody after Stasi. Once Stasi, like that was once, once that was done, I stopped dating at Sir. And then once I became a manager, I stopped dating. Period at Sir. But uh, you know, because that's just my policy. Yeah. But um, is that is that Sir's policy? Or I mean, it's not your, Sir's your policy, but you're not supposed to be dating the the staff if yeah, you're I a guess manager. That's you up. shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So. But uh, what was I? What was I saying? Uh, how you you made some boneheaded decisions? Yeah, you know, like you know, missing like missing a manager meeting, like do not uh, not not disciplining uh, certain employees, you mm-hmm. know, and it just it caused. I mean, back into the, uh, back in uh, season right before we started shooting season two, which had been two thousand and thir- two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen now. Um, uh, I almost I got replaced. I like they tried to replace me with someone else, but mm-hmm. that other person, I became like I I I started production had to replace you or certed certed, mm-hmm. and I tried to start. I like in the, my mind, I was like, I'm not getting replaced. So I I built this determination in me because I already put in too much work. I mean, I've been there since '08, and they were I guess they were trying to teach me a lesson. Like you can be replaced. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I built a re- determination in my head to. Um, to stay the manager there because I need you know now nowadays it's like it's a uh, it's a different you know uh, with time you know you have a different um, uh, what do you call it uh, you have a different uh, not point of view but mm-hmm. um, perspective dynamic okay with everybody mm-hmm. there your bosses yeah you know because they trust you more now but yeah. back then you know I was only going on year one of being a manager and yeah it was not pretty you know they try like i said they tried to replace me with somebody yeah of course that person didn't work out yeah she was fired like five months later and (coughs) what ended up like she 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 didn't know how to deal with customers customers kept on complaining about her Mm -hmm. you know Thank God for Peter, he didn't have to find a new job because we all know how hard it is to find a new job. There's so much noise out there. It's just you don't really know where the the best place to look is. 
But what if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now, ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Yes, it's amazing. You just download the ZipRecruiter job search app. Let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in and its technology starts doing the work. The ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you'll like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. And based on a third-party survey, 7 out of 10 people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. Yes! These were the results of a 2017 U.S. survey of over 500 ZipRecruiter users who got hired for a job they found on ZipRecruiter. And my listeners should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. Is it awkward for you, though, because everyone that works at Serve, for the most part, are your friends, right? Is it well, awkward? Yeah, that, that, well, yeah, that had a lot to do with it. I mean, like back in, you know, it was weird being elevated with all my friends, you know, like all my friends still working you know, and, and now I'm their boss. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. Is it hard to like discipline was, people who yeah. are your friends who you normally yeah. go out drinking with and stuff yes. and then you catch them drinking at work and you have to discipline them? Yeah. Is that hard? So, it, yeah, it's harder. It's harder with, <laughs> it's harder with like, you know, the, like a, J- a Jackson Tom and at the time Kristen. That was mm-hmm. really hard. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> Kristen. Give, us, give, us, some, give us some good st- stories of the people that work <laughs> I can, there. I could give you some stories. So when we first opened the lounge, mm-hmm. um, I used to manage the lounge and I used to, they used to have me bartend and this was before the show. So it was like, I'd have two servers. It was uh, Stassi and uh, Nikki mm-hmm. at the time and th- there would be no customers, right? Yeah. You know, cause nobody knew about the lounge, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just opened and nobody knew about it. So, you know, it, it takes tr- like, just like, you know, brunch, brunch, uh, last year, we had we we've been open for brunch for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when we first started, you know, it was kind of you know semi busy, and then it just died off, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a while there. And all of a sudden, it it was on Vanderpump Rules, and all of a sudden, everyone wanted to go, you know, for brunch. Now we're busy all the time at brunch. Yeah. So the lounge was barely open, mm-hmm. and, and and I'd have two servers and like you know maybe one table. You know, the restaurant was packed. Yeah. You know, but nobody knew about the lounge yet. You know, and so Stassi and her friend Nikki <laughs> come up to me and be like, Peter, can we have a drink, please? And, mm-hmm. and they'd, they'd be like, show us your mixology skills, you know. <laughs> did you know you were being manipulated? <laughs> yes, I did. But I still did it because I was bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was another reason why I, they, they were trying to, re- you know, because they were like, you know, they, you're giving too many drinks away for, to some of these uh, some of these little rascals. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Did you ever catch them hiding it in the bathroom or whatever like that? No, they? I never did, actually. I didn't find out about that until years later. <laughs> and now, because of that, guess what? Because what? of that little hiding spot, the enti- that entire bathroom has been redone. <laughs> oh, so there's no hiding spot there's anymore. There's no hiding spot anymore. <laughs> do I mean, do, you, do Lisa and Ken really care if people are drinking at the jo- on the yeah, job Of course there? they do. They do? Yes. But I feel like everyone probably does. Yeah, well, you know, we still do. We still care about it. Like, you, you can't be doing it. But, yeah. But, I mean, if, like, you know... Back in the day, like I said, like it was that, the Wild West. That was the Wild West. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's a little bit more structured. Have you ever had to send any of the cast members home because they were too drunk to work? Oh, uh, who have I sent home? God, I can't remember. That would that's a long time ago. I don't yeah. remember, but yeah. I've I've sent I've sent people home before. I mean like there's just I mean, like everyone was like, "Oh, Peter, you're so like, like uh, Diana will like try to call me out, like Peter, you're so lenient," and I'm just like, "No, I'm not." You, you know, and it's funny because she knows me as a person, mm-hmm. and she's n- she's never seen that side of me before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, but like for instance, on Saturday you had this this one kid uh, messing around mm-hmm. on the floor. Before we opened, mm-hmm. and I was all like, "Look, if you do something like that again, you're gone. Was, you're going home." Period. Doing what? Just, just, just. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna say what he did, but he did something that was really, really stupid. Yeah. And I was like, "You do something that like that again. This is gonna. This is your one warning. You do something like that again, you can find yourself at home." Yeah. It's so tough. And and then you're probably gonna get re- suspended. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I wish you could tell me who it is. Fine, you don't have to. I can't. I, I'm not going to say who it is, but if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. Yeah. Have you ever um, 
Okay, so do you feel like you had a like a knack for filming the show, or do you feel like for you? I was a deer like, in the headlights in the f- season one. Yeah, I didn't know. I you just like, didn't want to get involved, or what? It wasn't that I didn't want to get involved. It's just like I didn't know what I, I like. I think I was I was I was more self conscious mm-hmm. self conscious about the way I looked and the you know I don't know just just different things about me that I was just like uh, I don't know if I want to be that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to express myself yeah. like I do today. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm very comfortable in my skin today. Yeah. I'm a very different person in the last eight years than I was back then. Yeah. You know? But I feel like, uh, like uh, you know, you're different than a lot of the cast members in the sense of, like, I feel like you don't get involved in a lot of fighting and drama and stuff. Well, you know, yeah, like, I mean, like, as as the manager of the restaurant, you have to stay above it all. Come on yeah. now. Like, you can't, yeah, like, but, be no, like, oh, oh, like, well, I'm going to, like, side with this person and I'm going to fight that person. Yeah, but you film outside of the restaurant all the time. That's true. I mean, you're, you're going to obviously going to the yeah, to Miami. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going yeah. I mean, so in a situation like that, I feel like you, that's J- Miami, by the way, is Jackson Brittany's Bachelor Bachelorette. But I feel <laughs> like in situations like that, you do normally stay out of fights. Unless, I mean, I guess I don't, I haven't watched every episode. There's a lot I haven't seen. Have you ever had any like major drama moments on the show? Major dramatic moments on the show? No, I haven't. Really? No. Ha- see how have you managed to stay clear of that for <laughs> now going on eight filming seasons? I know, right? I don't know. I guess I guess I I, I try to be Switzerland mm-hmm. as as much as possible, and I, it hasn't really caught up to me yet. But then again, like you know, I've I've I actually t- no, I have had a dramatic incidents. What? Like I I had a, I was the one that was uh, pushing for Kristen to get fired because she was stealing sangria. I was the one that fired James Kennedy back when he was a busser. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've had some dramatic moments yeah. on the show. Yeah, but I guess yours don't I, involve like hooking up and all that kind no, of stuff. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't involve hooking up, but it does involve the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I need to discipline someone, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and so production probably for the most part then leaves you alone in the sense of like they're not getting mad at you for not getting because they're like you're here to facilitate the drama at the restaurant, not necessarily like. Well, here's the thing. Like I still like I still. A guy, I'm still gonna have like, for instance, this this uh, this weekend coming up. I'm still gonna have fun in Miami. Like yeah. that's gonna be epic. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But um, like, I'm for not instance, saying you haven't partied on camera. I'm saying like you. you <laughs> I mean, I took a shot out of a girl's ass back in the day. How like, does that even happen? What do you you mean? didn't. They just you don't know about that. No. Everyone still talks about that to this day. Was I? I assume <laughs> Lisa I'm, always was all like, "Oh, Peter, you don't want to take a shot out of a girl's bum, do you?" So don't let me don't let me hear about that again. Or, was it in Mexico? Yeah, it was think? in Mexico. Yeah, for Stasi's, it's my fucking birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> was the shot glass in the butt or was there it no was shot in the glass? Butt. Okay, so there was a shot glass involved. You know, how do I take a shot out of someone's butt? I if don't know. No you just pour glass. some liquid over it. I don't know. Then you're gonna have to do a lot of licking, and that's that's something that's not taking a shot. That's called sex. Ugh, ugh. I was a stranger. Gross. Yeah, you okay? Fine. Well, we're all strangers at the beginning. Not really. <laughs> yeah, we are. Not if you date someone for a while. <laughs> like, that was a perfect stranger. You, you're still a stranger for a while. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh huh. Yeah. What uh? What have you been? <laughs> well, I guess that covers sort of the question. But like, what do you feel like? What was your best and then worst moment on camera? Best moment. Oh my god. <laughs> best moment on camera. Season three, when I called out, you know, like Kristen for uh, drinking and stealing pictures of sangria. But then also like this past season where I was like, I need some titties in my face. Titties in your <laughs> face? Well, where were you at? We were at um, uh, uh, Sky Bar. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yours mostly involves like, and then, titties and, then, but and ass my on the most, show. Well, my most embarrassing... What was my most embarrassing thing on camera? Yeah, so those are your best moments, you feel. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some people, that could go either way. That could be best or worst. No, those are my best, I think. I don't know. Like what? Getting on Kristen's case and then going and partying? Those yeah, are, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Uh, I've had some moments. What uh, do you feel like your worst? Like, Is there anything you watch where you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that? Yeah, I mean, like, like, um, what was something that I that I uh, didn't do? I I don't know. I was I think that season one I was playing too much in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I, but then that goes back to like, oh, you know, I wasn't confident in myself and I couldn't like, but then again, I'm also like, I was in between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. because I have to manage all of these personalities and I'm like, I'm, I'm in the middle of this whole thing. I can't, and I can't be choosing sides. So yeah. that's, that's another that's thing. That's hard. Yeah. You have a far different role than most people yeah. on the show where yeah. you still have to, you can't lose your job as a manager. No. So you have to maintain. And I almost did though. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? But that was um, before the show, I thought. Huh? Oh no! Was that before? No, that wasn't. That was during that we we were starting to shoot season two, mm-hmm. actually, when that happened. But I thought you were going to lose a job for missing a meeting. Not it wasn't just missing. A, it wasn't just missing a meeting. That was one of the reasons why, though. Mm. You know. But it was kind of sort of like how you were handling the cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't being disciplined enough, and I was. I I, I did mention that. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't a disciplinarian enough. I I try. I got. I let people get away with shit. Today that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't like let people get away with stuff. I mean, okay. I guess I'm the most lenient out of the management, but then again, people want to work for me. Yeah. And I've gotten that compliment before from multiple mm-hmm. uh, 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 employees there. Yeah. They're all like, "We love it when you're," you know. Because I know how to, I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I guess it's innate in me to like lead. I guess I don't know. I bet Peter inherited that leadership quality from someone in his family, but he may not know from who, or not know the stories that that are involved to make his family who they are. But with StoryWorth, it is the easiest way to share your story. You know, everyone has a family member who always tells the best stories about. You know, maybe their trip across the Atlantic or a hilarious college prank, but StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions you never thought to ask. And at the end of the year, you'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. You strengthen your family bonds and get to know your loved ones in a whole new way. So here's how it works. You purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to this email with their story. All stories are private and only shared with family that you choose. After a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. It's just a great way to stay in touch and connect with your family and help bridge geographic distance by providing lively discussion topics. And you preserve your memories. You pass on treasures to your children and their future families. And you have an unlimited number of people who can receive the stories. You save and edit all your stories on StoryWorth.com. And the data is secure and everything is private by default. You control who sees your stories. It's amazing. And a hardcover printed book, black and white interior with a color cover up to 180 pages. It's just an incredible gift for Father's Day, even last minute. Guys, I encourage you. You're going to love it. Like... I have, I've heard the greatest stories now that my dad shared and my grandpa shared and everyone's been sharing about, you know, my dad grew up in a neighborhood with all of his best friends and they all had huge families and all these kids running around and my grandfather grew up in the Great Depression and I didn't know all the stories about that and it's just so great because they have the most unique questions you receive from StoryWorth that really prompt lively discussions and I have an offer for my listeners. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash be here when you subscribe. All right, for $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash be here when you subscribe. Give the gift of wonderful memories to your family. So you felt like season one, you were too neutral. Yeah, I was too neutral. But then again, like I look back on that because I, I don't watch the show, but I've decided to watch like last summer, I, I watched some some episodes, mm-hmm. seasons one and two. I decided to like rewatch them. And, you know, I looked at myself and I'm like, man, I'm like a deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. you know. I really didn't know how to react to things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody else kind of like just was like, you know, they, they got it. And me, you know, I was like, I didn't, I don't know. I, I it's, it's looking back on myself. I was very not immature, but yeah, very immature. But mm-hmm. you know, then again, I was still in my twenties. I just think, I mean, I don't think reality TV is for everyone. I, I mean, you've, you've learned how to do it now, but like, I've been around it for years, well, and yeah, I no. still am like, I don't really like this right now, and I just don't well, necessarily no, like, want to be no, there most of the time. Well, now it's like, you know, second nature. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm able to, like, you know, keep, do my, the, do me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But, yeah, I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing as far as, like, if I were to do my own show, I'd be able to, like, handle it. Yeah. Um, so you don't, but you don't, okay, looking back, so you didn't finish the question, you don't have any, like, cringeworthy moments where you're I just do like. Have, I do have a few. Okay, I want to know what they are. The the, da- the the date with Vale, but that was a, that was a setup by her. See, like we had decided at Sheena's wedding uh-huh. that um, that we were going to go get drinks, and then she she turns it around and makes it like sound like as if we were going to get coffee, and then she made me look like a real creeper. Yeah, and then well, that's we go annoying. and then we go and make out in the uh, finale yeah. in the coffee room at Sir. Did did know. that air? 
Yeah, I think so. Some people like some people hit me up on Twitter like, "Don't do it, Peter. Oh, you did it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't like, feel like that's cringy. She was like, a, you didn't she do was, anything. Well, no, but it like made it was cringy, and she made me look like a creeper. So like, she was a fake person. So mm-hmm. you know, it was like one of those fake things where he's just like. What was I thinking? I don't know. Maybe I was thinking with my dick. I guess. Were you, were you actually know. interested in her? No, not, not just really. for show stuff. No, not really. I was not interested. I mean, like, I, I don't know if I was at the time. I might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, and what are your other ones? Uh, damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a um, I had a really bad pit stain. Uh, in one of the interviews, I'm sure no one noticed that. Oh, everyone noticed. Oh, really? That. Yeah, a lot of a lot. Actually, I I listened to a um, podcast about that. Oh, really? Yeah, the oh. next year I, or when it aired. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, this is so gross." It's like, well, first of all, if you're under lights, it's like it's hard. But first of all, it's like it's a natural bodily function. Yeah, you know, like whatever. Like, what? Why is that gross? You know, and I. You know, I figured out how to like you know use Botox. I mean, like a lot of the a lot of Does that actually work. You Botox your armpits? Uh, I mean, I did, so that's why like it's gone down. It, you know what yeah. I mean? But it used to be really bad. I yeah. didn't. I never wanted to wear colors because it was so bad. I wish know? I could Botox my under boob sweat from going away. That probably won't work though. Yeah. No. <laughs> now I use a now I use a specialized um uh, antiperspirant, but oh. I mean, I was still at the time I was like, what, 29 mm-hmm. when that happened, I was still kind of like, I didn't really find like to tell you the truth, Rachel, I didn't really find myself and mature into who I am today until I was around 33. I you know feel like I mean? that's pretty normal for a guy 34, though. 34, 33, that's 34. I'm 35 almost, now. That's almost young ish for a guy. Yeah. I'm 35 now. I'm very, very, I like who I am at this point. Yeah. Time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't know who I was until around 33, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it really came to a head after my last relationship. Uh, no, my two relationships ago. I haven't been in a relationship in a couple of years, but mm-hmm. there was, um, you know, remember Sarah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was still immature. And then why? What happened with that relationship that made you sort of realize like, no, it wasn't that one. It was um, because she she didn't help me get to understanding who I am as a person. She didn't help with that. And then the next the 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 one that I really understood uh, because it was it was Sarah, then face tuner, then the playmate. Face tuner. That's who I thought Sarah was for a second. I was about to be like, was it the one that face tuned everything? Which one was Sarah? Oh, Sarah, short, dark hair. Wait. She Which has long, sh- dark hair. Long, dark hair? All these women have dark hair. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, they're running together. Yeah, but anyways. Yashina said the same thing. I'm like, I, because two looked really similar, and then I got them confused in my brain for a hot second, I think. Or I just, I don't know. I think I got them confused. Yeah, you but probably anyways, did. So you probably wait. got them both confused, yeah. So in which way did they help you grow? And which one was it? Um, like, how did that relationship help you to, like become or was it the breakup even that helped you to do it uh no it was the uh it was more the breakup that helped me to do it to mm-hmm. like to to uh the the breakup with playmate mm-hmm. was how do you say it eye-opening in the sense that like i don't need a relationship to define me anymore because i was great. always about like oh i need a relationship i need a relationship i need a relationship i need mm-hmm. to be with someone and I haven't been with any. I haven't been in a relationship for about two and a half years now. That's a good feeling when you like realize, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need, need this. this. It's it's an addition to your it life when you're it ready for mean it. That I'm gonna I'm gonna stop hitting on girls and like, yeah. I don't want to. But but uh, but I don't need a relationship to define me. Um, Do you get a lot of? Oh, go ahead. Face tuner helped me understand myself as a person because she um, she was so negative. Oh. That's very difficult to be like, around like, for a like, while. Like, like, like accusing me of stuff that I didn't do. And mm-hmm. and um, I had to learn that, like, you know, there are crazy people out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And it, as I mean. If, no, no, it's it's true. Were you going to say as if the cast of Vanderpump's not crazy? As if Stassi Schroeder didn't teach me that. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How long did you guys date? Uh, four months, actually. But not that was, what, a d- almost a decade ago now. Long time. Damn. Yeah. Probably longer even, no? 2009? Yeah, a decade. 2010? I don't know. I yeah. Know. Something like that. Um, do you get a lot of girls that come into Sir and try to like meet you and hit on you and stuff, like fans? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's a, but you got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do? Yeah. Can you tell that they're that's what they're in there for? Or do they like try to play it cool? Uh, yeah, I can, like always tell, I can always tell which ones are interested and which ones aren't. 
this just must be a playground for you to meet women. A little bit. Or do you, I was, you so I was going to say, or do you try not to use it for that? Uh, I mean, we all have needs, right? Yeah. <laughs> do they slide into your DMs on Instagram? Of course. Really? Oh, yeah. God, girls are so thirsty. I would, I could you never. You think that guys are the only ones that do it. Girls do it all the time, really? too. Oh, yeah. It's. What do they say? I don't want to know. Uh, yeah. Is it like. It does. It's not vulgar, but they're like, "Oh, oh man, thank you so much for taking a picture with me." I was like, "Oh, my pleasure," and, and then it just devolves from there. Oh, or evolves from there. Oh, so they never even tried. They must. They must try in person, though, too. Oh, uh, some some do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get. Sometimes you get like really, really aggressive uh, ladies, and yeah, it's that's not um, something I'm interested in. Yeah, that's too intense. Yeah, that's well, it's not ladylike. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I'm supposed to be the aggressor. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. As I do this. What is your what, <laughs> what is your family? <laughs> he just like held up his like a fist, like he was like, like you had like a trident or whatever. Like you were, um, what's it from Little Mermaid? The dude in it? I don't know. <laughs> what? The, like a, that's not what I meant no, at and, all. Like, that's the other lady. I don't know. Just whatever. Um, that is not what I meant at all. I don't. You did a manly gesture. Let's just put it that way. Oh. Okay, you did like a like a fist pump, <laughs> but like. Yeah, like Popeye. You still don't get it, but okay. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. <laughs> you don't want to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm about to change your life with a little tip that will make you feel slimmer and way more comfortable, and that's with Third Love. First of all, Third Love bras are so comfortable but the best part for me is they make me feel much slimmer like I would avoid wearing bras all of the time because I felt like they made me look really bulky and I was trying to like push my boobs down and third love just makes me feel slim because they're lightweight and they're sleek and third love offers more sizes than most other brands they offer more than 70 sizes including their signature half cup sizes and they have this really cool fit finder quiz so you just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds over 12 million women have already taken the quiz to date and it's super fun and this part's really cool i didn't know this did you know breast shape matters when finding a good fit well third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body and it's 100% fit guarantee every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it you can return it and third love will wash it and donate to a woman in need the comfort and quality of third love is amazing it's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own the straps won't slip and they have tagless labels there's no itching they're lightweight like I said and super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape and are a proprietary to third love so I want you guys to get involved you're gonna feel skinny and feel really good in third love and third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash be here now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash be here for 15 percent off today what do you what does your family think of you doing the show um <laughs> It depends on what family members you're talking about. Um, it's a, who's against it? No one's really against it because, um, how do you put it? Uh, nobody wants to argue with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those. I'm like a bulwark. I'm not gonna be like I'm. You know, yeah. Oh, 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 please tell me, tell me why, why, why do you think that? Why, yeah. Why do you think that? Oh. You shouldn't be doing the show. Oh, oh, and did I hurt your poor wee feelings? I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't talk to your family like that. No, no, not my, but like you're talking aunts and uncles. Oh, or they're like, judge, are they being judgmental? Yeah, sometimes some people can be judgmental, and I'm just like, I mean, like, not, there's certain, like, no, no like, like, it's like I said, no one's going to tell me something to my face. Yeah. They're going to talk about me behind my back. You know, yeah, I hear the rumors. I hear like I hear stuff from you know aunts and uncles. What do they say? It's like, oh, we can't believe that Peter would be doing that show. You know, it's so like you know he was supposed to. You know, it's not because they're the, my both sides of my family are extremely Roman Catholic. Oh, okay. So and me, I'm. And so they like these kids party. They do all this stuff. And well, like, me though, I'm not mm-hmm. Roman Catholic. Yeah. You know, I'm not even. I don't even know if I'm. I'm I mean, I, I have Christian values, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a um, religious person. Yeah. Per se, I'm not a religious person. Period. <laughs> did you ever? Did you have any like friends or whatever that you hadn't talked to in forever, or maybe even people that treated you like shit before that then came out of the woodwork when they saw? Oh no no no! Only people that treated me good. 
Yeah. You know, be like, congratulations. Treat people yeah. that treat me like shit. I'm talking about like would try well, to use people you later that treat me or like something. shit. But some people don't even recognize me from back in the day. <laughs> really? I've changed a lot. Yeah. How do you? You don't look that much different. Well, no, but like if you were to look at pictures of me in high school, I look way different. Oh yeah, they, you know? but they they recognize you from the show, I'm sure. Probably if they watch it, maybe. Yeah, but you, you don't know. have anyone that's like that'll like reach out to you and be like, "Hey, do you think you get me in touch with Jax?" Or, "Hey, will no, you code do this for me?" A lot like, of see. The, here's the thing: a lot of, and this is why I think I don't know. Um, a lot of people know that they're not going to get very far with me as far as that's concerned, especially now. Now mm-hmm. that I've like you know like I don't take shit. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people won't even hit me up for that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, could you do this and then? And, you know, yeah, this is a business transaction. That's different. I hate when people do that, that people, people will hit me up to like, be like, I can't get in touch with Kristen or Stassi or someone. Could you reach out? I'm like, no, I'm not. It's why would I do that? Yeah. See, like a lot of pe- the people won't do that with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I don't know. The only time that they do, like, like uh, if if uh, if I need to reach out to somebody is for a business thing, mm-hmm. like a business venture. If you're like interested in doing something else, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, there's a bunch of different avenues that you can do yeah. that with. So I know you have a pretty like diverse portfolio of what you're working on. Like, so what are you working on besides the show and? Well, being Casino a Scouts, we're restructuring right now. Uh-huh. Uh, we had you, to, like, you have to explain to my listeners what that is. Uh, casino Scouts is a format. It's like ways for a casino, mm-hmm. but um, we're restructuring the. So it's a way to find a casino or find the best machine inside a casino, or uh, not not find a casino, but yeah, you're on the right track. Find the best find the best machine for a casino. Um, mm-hmm. Like when when you go into a casino. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I should be talking about this. Right oh, now. then don't, don't if you can't. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. So, the, so you're working on that, but like, I, you feel like you've, you've like produced stuff and like you work. Yeah, in that so world you too. know, so I'm working on that. I have a new company coming out on July the 15th. That's coming up. Um, I think it's going to be July 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, so I have two companies right now, and then I have um, uh, 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 a mo- uh, film, uh, The Rive and Destiny, mm-hmm. that um, that I produced. Uh, that was actually filmed on the show actually a couple of years ago. That's great. I had Tom Sandoval was one of the actors in it, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a bit role. And then Ariana mm-hmm. was assist- was one of the associate producers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've already won a couple of awards That's in so New exciting. Jersey Congrats. at the film fe- uh, one of the film festivals in New Jersey, and now we are in Silicon Beach. Mm-hmm. Film Festival uh, premieres on the 16th of June. It's great. Congrats. And uh, after that, we have, uh, I'm, w- I'm waiting to hear back from Chicago International. Mm-hmm. That one I'm trying to get into. So I have a bunch of business ventures. Yeah. yeah. And it's under my, my company, Usually Odd Pictures. And do you feel like uh, Vanderpump helps yes. with all this stuff? Well, no, no, not. Uh, the the, the, like the, the show the helped me get to the point that I'm at today. Yeah. You mean like financially or do you mean like with... I mean everything. Yeah. Financially. Do people take you more seriously in terms yes, of like... Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I wasn't on the show, like people would be like all... Who, now because of like, you know, because of the show and because of meeting certain people, like my friend Chandler, mm-hmm. you know, who has become like a brother to me, he's... um, And then he's the chairman of, a co- of these companies that we're forming together. Mm-hmm. Because of him... I have an extensive resume now. I've been the spokesperson for this company. I've been the face of that company. I've so exciting. I'm like a project manager for this new company. You know, mm-hmm. it's all like you know, and I'm learning how to structure a business. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a uh, uh, like you know, a uh, uh, what do you call it? A corporation. Uh huh. CEO, COO. You yeah. Know, all that. Yeah. All that stuff. That's great. And so you don't concentrates on what. Yeah. So the, for the most part, Vanderpump has been just like a blessing in your life. Like yes, you don't regret any part of oh, it. Big time. Yeah. That's so big exciting. Time. It's cr- and it's crazy that like it. Well, it, I wouldn't say it fell in your guys' lap because if you guys weren't good at it, then it would have never. It yeah. A lot, never see, like a lot of people think that you know, like a lot of people look at something like the tip of the iceberg. You know, the tip of the iceberg m- metaphor. Yeah. Well, so I'm saying that it, it it came to you, but the but the point is, if you weren't guys weren't good at it, the show wouldn't have been this successful. Exactly. Like, yeah. It was. It happened to be the perfect storm of people that. Yes. You know. Yes. Shows don't make it all the time. Yeah. So you have the tip of the iceberg, and then but mm-hmm. what's underneath the tip of the iceberg? The whole iceberg. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people, people like for me, for instance, they look at me and they see the success, and they're like, "Oh, ugh, where did that come? Like, you know, oh, you know, he's successful. Then you know, it must have been like." Uh, give it to him or something, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, no, I worked for everything that I have today. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Absolutely. That's what I've done. I've mm-hmm. like, you know, like laid bricks upon well, bricks. Well, you had upon to, you bricks. worked at Sir for 8 years I or so before. I still work at Sir. Yeah, before I have all this the other show stuff going. Yeah, exactly. I still have all this I have all this stuff going right now and I still work at Sir. Yeah. I still grind, you know. Is it hard for you to balance like being, I mean, you're you're the manager of a very busy restaurant plus you're doing all these side things. Do you just work 24 hours a day? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. It's not as hard it's not as hard as you think though. I mean, like if you ma- if you're a good at time management, it's not going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. How many hours are there in a day? 24. All right. How many hours do you sleep? Eight. Okay. So subtract eight from 24. 16. Okay. Now for me, it's like 17. How many, how many, um, how, uh, how many hours do you work out? An hour. An hour. Okay, cool. So how many hours are left? 15. Okay. So what are you doing for those 15? Most of the time working. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So not hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, but some yeah, but some people don't enjoy that kind of work ethic or working that hard. Yeah, exactly. A lot, like I, I guess a lot of people are like all because I'm at the gym like what it's seven eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. So by the time like even the bank opens nine o'clock, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, by the time the by the time I'm done working out, I've already started my day. The bank is barely opening, or you know, just as an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you go to the gym at seven, even if you have to be at cert. Like, how, how, what's the latest you're normally there till? At midnight. Oh, that's not that bad. No. I don't know why I thought it would be no. like one or two. No. They're not even open that late, are they? No. Uh, on the weekends, sir, is open till two o'clock. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you just don't have to stay that long. No. Oh. Um, okay. I'm a diva there now. Oh, you are? <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so funny. Um, so anything else you're working on that you want to mention? Um, what else am I working on right now? Hold on. I mean, you had a list of many things. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of construction, uh, real estate stuff rather. Mm-hmm. Here and there, I'm like, I, but I haven't had time to finish up my my certificate, my uh, real estate license. Yeah, I'm I'm a th- I, I just need to do the test. You know what I mean? But I haven't even studied for it because I've been so busy on other all this other stuff. Yeah, totally. You know? And you're now it's filming too, so yeah, it's crazy. On top of How many that. days a week are you normally filming? Uh, you know it depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to Miami. That's going to be an all day. Yeah, exactly. Several day thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh. What are you looking for in a lady in case my listeners want to DM you? <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, I guess I'll know when I see it. No, you have to have some sort of type. I mean, you kind of have a type. I've seen a lot of them. What, the brunette? Yeah, I guess so. The brunettes. Usually the, really hot. The brunettes, the big boobs, and the hips. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's it. <laughs> I guess so. All right. If you're a brunette with big boobs and hips, <laughs> slide into Peter's No, DMs. no, but I... But the last girl I was dating was like, uh, well, actually, no, not the last girl that I, my summer girlfriend of last year ish. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, like we were just hooking up, but she was blonde. So it depends. Okay. Oh, it depends. so you're, you're diverse. It depends. All right. I've had, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've dated, apply. I've dated an Asian before. Yeah, I okay. Uh, so funny. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Thank you for doing oh, this. Oh, you're welcome. Of Have course. Have fun in Miami. Oh God. Hope I'll, you don't I'll try. Get too drunk or die or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm just oh now i feel like i have no, a cough coming be, on it's gonna be fun it'll be it'll be crazy you know um hopefully yeah maybe. um say your social media uh you'll find me on instagram at uh peter underscore madrigal 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 mm-hmm. that's uh peter underscore m-a-d-r-i-g-a-l and my twitter is llpj madrigal llpj what's that mean <laughs> Like LL Cool J? It's <laughs> funny. I got that one. But it's probably so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's so long ago. It's just you can't change it now. Yeah, you can't. So ladies love <laughs> Is that really what it means? That's what it means. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, clearly they do. I mean, <laughs> all evidence points to yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye.